Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, August 18th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one money line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared this week, kind of so-so, hanging in there. Uh, after the last two weeks, if this is our down week, I mean, I, I would, I'd love a down week to be break-even after the last two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and a, a boost last night, even from the Guardians, who, who I yes. thought were completely were left for dead there about the bottom of the eighth inning or so. And somehow they managed to find a way to score four runs or six runs, I think, in, in the bottom of the eighth and, and come through and get a win for us. So the night could have been even even worse if, if the Guardians had, hadn't pulled that out. But yeah, thank, thank goodness for the Guardians. Near and dear to our heart. They haven't quite reached Mariner's level for me. Not quite, they're, yeah. They're they're getting there though, which yeah. which is which I am, am shocked to actually be able to say. Right, right. No, I agree, and and uh, they've had a lot. They've had a lot of uh, comeback wins um, this year. the uh, the The wild thing is, I mentioned this yesterday. We've seen a lot of like really close games. You had that kind of comeback situation. Uh, we missed the Brewers yesterday. Lost two to one. So at least if you had one line there. Um, with the plus one and a half, you went, but that was a close one. The Diamondbacks Giants game was another close game. We've seen a lot of tight games, and that makes like you know a couple of swings to the back could really swing you from like having great nights or horrible nights or mediocre nights. That's why I said like this week, I feel like hanging in there's been kind of good. There's been just so many tight games, yep. and and we I think we've done pretty well in the games that have been mostly well decided. But those coin toss games, just you're just like hoping to escape and not lose too many of them because you never know when it's going to be late late tight games, like exactly what's going to happen. And it's just been it's been a kind of a wild week in baseball. I feel like, and it, it definitely feels like at least it felt to me like earlier in the season we were getting a lot of those nights where just everything they could possibly go wrong was we were losing uh, you yeah. know every single time that we had a one one run game like that we were on the wrong side of it so um our, our luck definitely balanced out here the past few weeks but last yeah. night a good example of you know some of them went our way some did yeah, got some, yeah. okay night yeah that's why i was talking about the good and bad variants and, and then a lot of the job mediocre variants where it's just like hey you get some you lose some and you just kind of say yeah. I, like i said it's it, when you have those tight games like i said I'm, my hope is just to walk away like break even you know? <laughs> Be like we got some we lost some but that's okay because when you miss all of them it's just super frustrating yep yep <laughs> all right well before we get to today's slight some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you are yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And a reminder, we've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to bet on the horses, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. We've got a team of five with over 125 years of proud experience in handicapping horse races. 
there's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify, check out their YouTube shows or their website. The links are in the description. Got a nice slate of games today spread out throughout the day. Not too light. The, the, sometimes the Mondays and Thursdays when you have like six games, it's like, well, you really only like one or two of them, and it's like everything's on like those games, right? At least I like it when yeah. you get these like 11 game slates. You got a little more options here, not quite as chaotic as normal, spread out throughout the day. Should be a nice day of baseball. We're going to start off with a banger here, 115 Eastern. Rockies at the Cardinals. It'll be a warm one in St. Louis. It'll be mid-80s throughout this game. No wind effect at all. Antonio Sensatella versus Adam Wainwright. Sensatella, a 4.67 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be a tiny bit better than that, but he's fairly average. Wainwright uh, continuing to have a solid season despite his age. 3.27 ERA. Now the advanced metrics say it should be about a half run higher, but still a pretty good season, pretty good pitcher at this point still in his career. Cardinals have massive edges everywhere offensively in the bullpen and with regards to the starting pitcher and at home model says it should be Cardinals minus 253. Again, this Rockies team gets a boost at home. That means they aren't as good on the road. They have one of the biggest home road splits every year. It seems like I'm all over the Cardinals here at minus 210. It's an A grade pick in these low 200s. I like the Cardinals. It's a big price to lay but I think they can get it done. And again, the model says the total is priced fairly accurately. Model says 7.4. Actual total is 7.5. I don't expect the Rockies to score much. It's warmer, which is going to make the ball carry a little bit uh, out there in St. Louis, but it's still fairly pitcher friendly. And again, you got Wainwright and some good Cardinals relievers. I don't think the Rockies help us out too much with this total. So the total model says stay away. Just stick to the Cardinals here. Again, in the low 200s, Pretty good value, in my opinion. Again, I think this should be out into the mid-upper 200s. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? So last week when I, I was on, the, the Cardinals and the Rockies were playing uh, in Denver. And mm-hmm. I said, just blindly looking at that, I would have said, oh, man, the Cardinals should be favorites here. And, and it was about a, a even money type game on both sides. And uh, fortunately, we didn't get in on that bet uh, because the odds, the model said, hey, stay away from the Cardinals. And, and that's kind of what we did or what I did anyway, and, and saved me a loss there, I believe. So I'm glad that we've come full circle here and I can back the Cardinals again here. Uh, yeah, like you said, the I like fading the Rockies on the road just because it's so yep. different from playing at Coors for them. And also Wainwright's one of those guys where I just, I, it, and I know that it's so part of it's irrational. I know he's, he's having a good season. He's still pitching well. And part of it's just irrational in the back of my mind, but he's just Adam Wainwright, you know? So you always feel good when, when you're back in, even if he is getting close to 40 or, or however old he is yeah. right now. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm back in the Cardinals here. Like I said, love, love fading the Rockies away from Coors. Yep, absolutely. 205 Eastern first pitch, A's at the Rangers. Uh, A's continuing to win us two in a row now here in Arlington. I'll take them again here. Big plus odds at plus 172. It's a B-grade pick. It's a scary pick anytime you get the odds up this high. Especially it's scary backing a guy like Zach Logue, who's not very good. 549 ERA in the underlying metrics say that's pretty accurate for him. Only nine outings, but he doesn't project well at all. He's one of the weaker pitchers. In my database, of course, we'll face Dane Dunning, who's just very average, 412 ERA. That's about what the underlying metrics say. Again, gets a straight-up average rating in the database. Uh, both these sets of relievers are terrible. Um, offensively, the Rangers are better. Now, the Rangers do get a little bit of a ding facing a lefty as they're pretty left-handed heavy in that lineup these days. Model says the Rangers should be favored. I would agree with that. They're at home. They should be favored. The the they, they got a little bit of an edge at starting pitcher, and they've got an edge on offense. 
But the question is just by how much. Model says 164. 172 is a pretty decent edge here on the A's. It's enough to get a B pick for me. It's a scary B pick because it's always scary backing the A's. But, I mean, it's an A's team that probably plays better on the road than at home considering they have no home fans. They've won these last two. I, they didn't have to use any of their relievers last night, really, because they, they ran away with the game for the most part. Uh this is a this is a don't watch it and just hope it's chaos and turn it on in the eighth inning type game. I mean, it's a it's a plug your nose and play. It's a whatever you want to call it, right? I mean, this yeah. ace team is terrible, but the Rangers aren't good either. And that's what I've been saying about them. And I'm I'm kind of, you know, the last two nights the model said, hey, there's a little bit of an edge on the Rangers, and that hasn't worked out. I mean, maybe the Rangers with this one, of course. And now I'm just zigzagging all over the place. But again, you know, the model's not overreacting to one game. The model's just saying, yeah, Logan's bad, but he's not that bad, um, right? I don't know. I, I don't yeah. like playing the ace here, but it's, it's all about the value. And again, long-term wise, there's, there's value in this play. In, in the long term, these odds are just way too high. It's A's or pass, really. And if you pass, yeah. I don't think that's crazy. But I think the A's are worth a look here at these plus odds, especially if it gets higher. It's worth you know a flyer, a small investment, maybe something. The A's have a shot at this game uh, with some bad pitching all the way around and, and not very good hitting. Yep. What do you think, Cousin Jared? Yeah, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there. It's A's or pass, and for me, it's a pass, definitely. Uh, I definitely love fading the Rangers, that's for sure. I feel like they've been a little overrated all season. Uh, I think back to the beginning of the year when we were, I feel like, making money hands and yeah. hand over fist on the A's, sure. and, and I made the comment of they're still going to win 50 or 60-something games or however many it is, and they're up to 43. But, man, you just can't feel good <laughs> backing up at this point in the season. So uh, not a big enough edge here uh, for, for me to go in on the A's, even though I love fading the Rangers. Um, so this will be one of those things, like you said, maybe if it gets out to like a 15-cent edge or, or something like that, maybe I, I put a small amount on it just because, yeah. I, you know, I love fading the Rangers. Uh, yeah. But it, right now it's just not a large enough edge for me to make an investment. Yeah, I think we talked about the A's. I think we were like, yeah, they'll for sure. You'll get to sixty wins or whatever. You're looking, you're like, yeah. I think they're still going to get there, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, be exactly. Close. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, model says, uh, model says eight point two for the total. And the actual total is eight point five. Uh, 210 Eastern Short Time Dodgers at the Brewers. You talked about this one at the top. Brewers uh, hanging in there last night, losing two to one as decent sized dogs. And and I think last night was the embodiment of why I said that was an A grade play. It was one of those that if they keep playing that game enough and it's tight enough, those that big right. plus 150 or whatever we got offered a ton of value. They only play it yep. once, and so we lost that one game. But uh, I mean, uh, what's his face for the uh, Lauer for the Brewers? You know, kept yep. him in that game, which is just what I, I thought he could do. And uh, you know. It, it, you know, sometimes you, the thing is you got you to gotta make those bets at those plus odds and you're going to lose some of them and it sucks, but you're going to win enough that it's going to balance out in the long term. Yep. I like the Brewers again today here. Even money, it's an A-grade play. I can't remember the last time you've been able to get Corbin Burns at home for even money. I mean, that's yep. just insane to me. I know this Dodgers team is really good, but I've been saying it. They're overpriced. They're being priced as if the stretch they've had in this last little run is what they can do all season, and they're not going to be a 130-win pace team or whatever all season. Like That's a small stretch, and they got a lot of wins. It was great for them, but they're good. They're very, very good, but they're not that good on the road. Andrew Heaney's a guy I like, too, a 116 ERA and seven starts. Underline matchup say it should be in the upper twos. Again, a guy I've loved to back. And and I and I hope we can back him going forward. I really like him, but again, he's no Corbin Burns, you know, right. at home. This Brewers offense again, very hit or miss. But 
Corbin Burns doesn't give up a lot of hits. He gets a lot of misses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, one of the best pitchers in baseball here. Again, the model says it's priced fairly well here at 7.5. Model says 7.6. Maybe slightly warmer there if they're opening that roof today in Milwaukee, which they probably will. Not hot. Not going to carry kind of more upper 70s, around 80 degrees. Uh, but enough warmth that maybe the under – people might look at this and say the under's a lot. Uh, the Dodgers get a good offense, and the Brewers can get some home runs. So, I mean, 7.5 seems fairly accurate on this one. Uh, main play here, uh, Brewers, even money is an angry play. Model says Brewers should be favored to the tune of a minus 111 favorite, and that's, again, giving the Dodgers every advantage I can find, throwing everything at them, trying to give them every benefit possible, and it's the model still says the Brewers win this about 53% of the time. Again, it's a good enough edge to get an A-grade play for me. Backing Burns at home at even money, yep. too good to pass up in my opinion. Yep. Jared, what do you think? Exact same thing. Uh, anytime this model says back back burns, I'm I'm gonna do it. Uh, obviously, you never really feel comfortable fading the Dodgers, right. uh, but but I mean, Burns is one of the handful of pitchers where it's like anytime the model says there's an edge, like basically no matter how how small it may be, you're like you're telling me to back one of the best pitchers in baseball. It's like fine, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll do that and, and not feel bad about it. Um, the other thing that I, we've talked about the past couple of weeks is just the value here around that that even money number. You know, I think you have an 11 cent edge, but based on where it's at, that's some of the biggest probability you know differences that, that you'll find. Yep. Um, so so just the more more value. It's only 11 cents, but mathematically, I guess whatever the professor says, yeah. uh, mathematically there's a lot uh, of value yeah. there. Absolutely, so, absolutely. That's yeah. probability. It's, that falls under math, right? It's, it's math yeah. and stats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you make a good point. The the model doesn't like to back the the best pitchers in baseball. We've talked about this a little bit, just as a reminder here, and it's because everyone else knows they're they're really good too. Yeah. So everyone wants to bet on those guys, and that doesn't mean they don't win. They do win a lot. It just means that they don't win enough to be good valuable plays because the prices are usually too high on the top top pitchers. And so I'm with you. Yeah, there's, there's you know Degrom, Scherzer, Otani, Burns. These guys who are at the top top. Anytime the model says to back them, I'm like you. It's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, I'm excited to because the model is usually like, nah, like they're good, yeah. but they're getting too much love. They can only yeah. control so much of the game. People don't realize yeah. how. So anytime the model is on them, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to back these guys because usually we have to fade them and hope they have a bad start, yeah. <laughs> you know, and usually we're taking plus odds against them, but getting plus odds on them is, or, or even money on them is, is fantastic in my opinion. Yep. One more start at this 2 o'clock Eastern time. Astros and the White Sox got the Astros yesterday with an A-grade winner. Today, they'll close out the series looking for the split. It'll be about 80 degrees through the entirety of this game. Winds will be blowing in from left field at about 10 miles an hour on this game. It's part of the reason why the model thinks to go under. The total is 8.5. The model says go under. That model says it should only be 8, probably because that wind blowing in. Luis Garcia versus Lucas Giolito, a pair of righties here that the model thinks are both better than average, but not that great. Giolito is a guy we talked a lot about this season. Again, his ERA at 492 is about a run higher than the underlying metrics that he's actually performed. Luis Garcia has not looked good lately. As an Astros fan, I've watched him. He's been really discouraging to watch. His ERA is up to 403. The underlying metrics have him basically right where Giolito is. At this point, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I trust Giolito more than Luis Garcia. And it's not that I really trust Giolito. It's that I don't trust Luis Garcia whatsoever. Yeah. 
The model says that the Astros should be favored, but not by that much. The it says Astros minus 113. I'm on the White Sox at plus 115. And it's a B-grade pick here. Plus odds on the White Sox at home. It's a coin toss type game. And again, I don't have a lot of faith in Luis Garcia at this point. Giolito is very hit or miss. And again, I think that makes a, that, that's what you want in a plus odds type scenario. If he's on, the White Sox have a great chance to win this game and you're going to cash those plus odds. Flip a coin, he's not on. He gives up a lot of runs. They might still win because Garcia can give up runs, but if they lose, yeah. oh, well, you've got plus odds. It's kind of the whole point. So the, so the fact that he's so hot and cold, uh, it, it's, it's about the Brewers' offense, right? It's like at plus odds or on even money, I don't mind that. As a big favorite, that's a lot scarier. Yeah. Um, so I, at this point, two pitchers that I don't trust whatsoever. Obviously, the Ashers are better offense, but the game's in Chicago. I mean, to me, it's a coin tossy type game, plus 150. Offer some value. I think the White Sox are worth a look here at this number. Obviously, I'd like it to get a little higher. I'm assuming, Cousin Jared, I, I'm going to predict what you're going to say. You're going to say if this number gets higher, I can take the White Sox, but the number's not high enough. Is, is that where you're going with this? That, that's kind of what I was going to say. What, what I was going to say was you hit the nail on the head with your analysis of the pitchers here because yeah. I do not trust either of these guys yeah. as far yeah. as I can throw them, especially with Giolito, how he's looked this year. And you're right. I, you know, biased with Garcia here, right? I, I watch him more than I would most pitchers. And so I, I know that he hasn't been performing very well. Yeah. So, so for me, that's saying, okay, well, this line's spot on, no value on either side. I don't trust either pitcher. So that takes me away from the total because there's no way I'm taking under eight and a half with these two guys. I, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that could be done in, you know, three and a half innings. Um, so it, it, yeah, if this line went crazy towards the White Sox, sure, I would put dabble in it a little bit, but I just don't trust either of these pitchers to, to you know, enough to make an investment either way here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The model says go under eight and a half because the wind blowing in, but I'm with you. It's, yeah. it's, there's just, it's just a lot of variability here. I, I yeah. think it, yeah. it's, it's probably more likely the game goes under than over, but anything can happen in this game. And, it, you know, you have to always figure out how you're going to manage your bankroll, right? But it's like, yeah. anytime you have a game and you're like, I could lose this in three innings, you're always like, eh, well, maybe I'll put my money somewhere else because yeah. it, it still might be more likely to win than not, but that's never a fun feeling. You know, like yeah. part of this is the mental health and emotional side of this, right? You want to be comfortable with what you're doing. Well, and to that to that point, I, I, I have learned over the years that it, I feel I feel worse when I, I make a bet that, and I end up wishing I hadn't made it than I do mm. if I don't make a bet and, you know, it would have ended up being a winner. Like, I can forget the bets that I didn't make, but it's hard to forget the ones that you did make. Then, like, you know, like I said, 10 minutes into the game, you're kicking yourself for whatever reason. So that, that's words. Yeah. words of wisdom there i love yeah. i love that i feel like we should put that segment we should every week with college football we say because i feel like that happens to college yeah. football. people are everyone loves to make the football bets so i feel like yeah. we, i feel like i need to play this back to you like remember now people well, <laughs> and, and well to because i feel like you kind of the same way with college football right I, I, I was gonna say college football may be the one place where i can't stop myself exactly exactly that's what <laughs> so, i'm thinking. so yeah this will be, need to be replayed for my my own edification uh, in a few weeks and not not yeah. for the the uh, viewer here yeah but i but i feel like you're right it's a good point it's like it's I, we have that regret on the bets that we make and we're yeah. like that was stupid why did i do that but yeah like you said yeah. the ones that you don't make that you want you never remember those right so it's yeah, important yeah, exactly. so point there is a mental a mental aspect to this a mental health yeah. emotional whatever you want to call it right <laughs> you gotta yeah. keep yourself sane throughout this process yes, <laughs> yes you do you do it's a long season everything's it's a long season, season. absolutely yeah, every season's long absolutely uh 305 eastern first pitch who boy uh Cubs at the Orioles. Uh, 
I don't I think that says it all. That says it all. <laughs> that yeah. says it all right here. It'll be it'll be a warm game in we'll talk about they'll talk about the facts. Let's talk about the facts here, right? It'll be a okay. warm day in Baltimore. It'll be mid-80s. Uh slight breeze out or across around five miles an hour. Probably not gonna affect things too much. Uh two mostly terrible pitchers. The model likes the over on this one, so it's something to think about here. Model says nine point eight. The actual total is nine. I like going over nine on this one right here. Uh I'm surprised it's not nine and a half. Again, both these pitchers are bad. The Cubs relievers are terrible, and both offenses are Hovering near average, neither offense is terrible um, in a war, in a warm day in Baltimore. And again, it's not as hitter friendly as it used to be. It used to be a hitter friendly ballpark. Now it plays pretty neutral, but a neutralish park in eighty five degree weather. I think you got a chance for some runs here with these pitchers. So model likes over nine. Adrian Sampson, uh, three eighty eight on the season, ERA on the season. Underlying metrics have him at a three ninety two. He, he hit Spencer Watkins four twenty three ERA. Underlying metrics have him more in the mid fours. The biggest question marks in this game are these two starting pitchers. I think how you assess the starters matters and how you handicap this game. And the model says Samson is not that bad. Now, he was terrible last year. And he has not had a good major league career. But this year, he's been fairly solid. Again, sub-4 ERA, the underlying metrics line up exactly with that. So... uh, he still projects a little bit worse than that because of last year, but the model thinks Samson is only slightly below average. And the model does not like Spencer Watkins. The Orioles don't like Spencer Watkins either. When they called up D.L. Hall to give him a start, who did they move to the bullpen? Spencer Watkins, who pitched a relief yeah. second. I'm not the only one who doesn't like Spencer yeah. Watkins, right? The model yeah. or model, yeah. not me. I don't I don't dislike the guy at all. Just the model, right? Doesn't yeah. like him. Yeah. Um, right, right. Yeah. The model thinks he's not very good. Thinks that even at 423, he he you know he's still worse than that. So I mean, you got an edge with the starting pitcher for the Cubs. The offenses are both a wash. Obviously, the Orioles have a massive bullpen edge. Model says this should be Orioles minus 107. I mean, the model says that despite how well the Orioles have played, it's taken that into account. Model says that the Orioles are home, but the offenses are a wash, and there's a big enough edge in Samson over Watkins that this is about a coin toss game. Plus 193 is an A grade play for me on the Cubs. You know, flip a coin 100 times, you win 50 of them, and at plus 139, you're walking away happy. So that's kind of how the model views this game. It's not a comfortable play because the Cubs aren't that great. Um, And the Orioles have been really good. But again, you've got the worst pitcher here going for the Orioles, the worst of their starters. Model says take a chance on the Cubs that their offense can keep them in this game. And again, it, it, you know, it cancels out. And Samson's a solid pitcher. It, it, yeah. I, think it's a, I think a lot of this is you have to question how you feel about these starters and see if you agree with the model's assessment. The model thinks that Samson's a decent bit better than Watkins. Despite last year, he's, he's done well this year. So we're back in Samson here. A-grade play on the Cubs at plus 139. And I'll, I'll I'll close the way I the way I started with just with a heavy sigh. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. what you got. Yeah, so uh, I, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question and give you a second to, to look up the answer here while while I keep talking. But I would like okay. to know what the ROI on uh, A grade money line plays is uh, for the season. So, uh, dear dear viewer, I like to come on here and give you rationalizations as to why I make certain picks. And I'll be honest with you, it's killing me going against Baltimore here because they I feel like they've been so good to us this season and the Cubs especially lately have not been very good to us I also feel like they've been trotting out some a little bit suspect lineups the past few weeks and I think they've been resting their guys a little little more so maybe you get everybody back for the Cubs today they put in their normal lineup maybe you feel a little bit uh, better about it but professor I I don't know if you got the answer now what is the ROI on a grade money line plays for the season 10 percent okay that's it the, yep. the the model says that it is a an enormous edge. The the model has been good with these A grade plays all season. You know those reasons I I gave you. 
it makes me feel a little uncomfortable just because I've loved backing the Orioles so much. But the, the, the math is the math. So just go with the Cubs here, people. I, I feel I like once a month we have to have that quote, the math is the math. Yes, yes <laughs> it exactly. Is. And this this one is like cut and dried. There's no question about it. You just too much value on the Cubs to pass up here. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And I, I looked at this and I, I, I color when I output everything in, you know, I color code it just so I can easily see stuff a lot of the visual, visualization and try to see things quickly. And uh, uh, the, the, the edges at the 6% or higher mark have been even higher than that. The 6% or higher, I just don't have it right up with me, but it's like 20 some odd percent ROI. This is a 6% edge on the Cubs. And so I looked at it and when I saw that it was a, a, a deeper color, I was like, okay, well, we're going to probably go with a B play on the Cubs here at plus odds, give them a chance, you know? And all yeah. of a sudden I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, like you, you yeah. can't, like you said, you just can't pass it up. You just have to trust it yeah. at some point. And, yeah. and it's not that all those are going to win. They don't all win, but enough of them win. Uh, that it's, you know, like you said, you just got kind of trusted. And uh, that's what we're doing here, trusting the model. Like you said, it's an uncomfortable yeah. play. I, I hate fading the Orioles. They've yeah. been so good to us. The Cubs have just been all over the place. And and maybe it's like we talked about with Gilito and with the Brewers, right? Cubs kind of all over the place. That's maybe what you want yeah. with plus 139, right? Is an all over yeah. the place team that they show up, you know, you got great odds. And if not, again, that's the whole point of plus odds is you don't have to win all of the plus odds to be profitable. Whereas yeah. the minus odds, you have to win more than half and sometimes a lot more than half to be profitable. Yep. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, one last <laughs> afternoon game for us, 345 Eastern Diamondbacks at the Giants. Chilly one in San Francisco, uh, upper 50s for this one. Wind blowing out pretty strong, but again, a park that's built to minimize those wind effects. Zach Gallen versus Logan Webb, uh, two really good pitchers. ERA's right around three underlying metrics, both of them a little bit higher. Both the, these guys are very good. Model likes Webb more than Gallen. Model's been down on Gallen all season. We talked about this. I, I don't quite know why. I think he's probably a little better than the model realizes. Model says Giants minus 136 says it's priced pretty well. I'll think the Giants minus 138, but again, there's really not a lot of value on this one. I think it's a game that's priced well, two really good pitchers. It's, it's a game that um, is really tough to peg with with these two uh, two great starters and two crappy bullpens. I mean, it's it's priced pretty right. Again, Diamondbacks uh, weaker offensively. It's part of the reason why the Giants are favored here at home. Uh, I'll take a flyer on the Giants here with a C-grade pick, but again, I think it's priced fairly well. Model says seven. Total is seven. Again, though, I think the model's been kind of underestimating both of these pitchers. So, I mean, under might be an interesting play here. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Well, I, I, I couldn't stop couldn't stop myself here. I had, Dear viewer, I haven't given you this in a while, but we're going to go under seven here. I, I think the professor laid it out. I, I think these are two really good pitchers. And with the Giants, I don't know what the odds are, but the game's probably only going to score either like three or four runs or 13 or 14 runs. Right, uh, right, exactly. There's not really going to be anything in between. So I think you're going to know pretty early in the game if this is going to be a winner or not. I just, you know, I know the wind's blowing out today, but just this park with with these yeah. two pitchers, like if, if there's going to be a game where the Giants are going to have a low scoring one, I think it's going to be a day like today. So uh, I'm, I'm taking a fly on the under here again haven't done this in a while but just something something feels right about the under in this game and i don't say that very often so so for for me that 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 means a little something so I, i'm taking a flyer on the under here and some people might say go to the first five market as well that's an option that, that, that you might have mm -hmm. yep. the issue with the first five market is everyone else knows what we know which is these two starters are good and the bullpens are terrible and it's going to be priced accordingly because yep. you're going to have to go under three or if you're under three and a half you have to play a lot of juice to do it um yep. i i don't really like the first five under here again everyone else knows what we know anytime you have to take two good starters and you want to go under like i i think 
full game works better than first five because it's like everyone else bets that down and you're getting bad odds of bad numbers and doesn't work out in the yeah. long run. I would take full game under here and I would say, I know the bullpens are terrible, but I would hope that both of these offenses just kind of, you know, it's like get them up, sit them down type thing. And that both yeah. these guys can go seven, eight, minimize how much of the relievers we see. And I think you have a better shot there. Hopefully it's like two to one in the eighth inning. And you're like, okay, we just got to hold on. Um, as opposed to, you know, it could be two, one after five. And then if these pitchers are rolling two, one after eight, you know, so I, I think yeah. full game under seven probably makes a lot more sense rather than the first five. It might be a market you want to play them, but again, everyone else knows exactly what we're talking about, which is these bullpens are terrible. So it's going to be shaded really heavily there on that first yeah. five. Yeah, and just with me personally, I, I I don't like laying those kind of kind of odds. Like minus one twenty and higher, just start making me a little uncomfortable. Um, so that, that again, personal preference for 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 you. Um, but but that right. just I I can't get with those minus one twenty minus one twenty five numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's never a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, to the night games, we've got four of them around this time slot here at seven o'clock, seven o five Eastern. Blue Jays at the Yankees. It'll be around eighty degrees to start, mid seventies to close. A slight breeze blowing out should stay under five miles an hour. Again, the model thinks it's priced fairly well at eight point five. Model says eight point eight. Jose Barrios versus Frankie Montas. I already wrote this one up as the play of the day. Here, Yankees minus 137 is an A-grade play for me. Um, Yankees came out of that rain delay, scored a few runs, looked pretty good offensively. Had a uh, double play ball that prevented them from winning in regulation. And then uh, in extras, they went ahead and you know hit that walk-off grade slam. Uh, this Yankees offense is still good. Talked about it before. Um, I think they're better than this Blue Jays offense, especially against righties. The Yankees relievers are better than the Blue Jays relievers. Uh, Montas is better than Barrios. I mean, I don't understand why this number is so low. It's like everyone thinks that the Yankees suck now. And I mean, maybe that's a common refrain mm-hmm. in Boston, but this Yankees <laughs> team is still really yeah. good or a common refrain in most of the country. Um, yeah. But the Yankees yeah. team is still really good. And I think they can make us some money here tonight. Models is minus 147. It's a pretty solid edge here on the Yankees. We don't get them often. I don't think we're going to get them very more. I think what's going to happen is I think the Yankees are going to go back to their more winning ways. They're not going to win 90% of their games or whatever crazy, but they're going to win, you know, 60 some odd percent of their games, get back to winning more than they lose. And all of a sudden I think the price are going to get out and we're going to have, there's there's a window here where apparently people don't think the Yankees are good. I think we got to capitalize on it here. This Blue Jays team is always overpriced. I think we got to continue to fade them. It's worked most nights. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand this number. It, it, you know, Barrios is maybe pitching a little bit better lately, but he's still average. Um, Montas, you know, has been hit around. People, oh, he, you know, hit around with these with the Yankees or whatever. He got hit around a little bit with Oakland. Like it, it, at some point, yeah. he was, he was always. I always, we faded him a lot in Oakland because he was priced in Oakland as if he was, you know, going yeah. to the Cy Young, as if he yeah. was Justin Verlander, as if he was Otani, as if he was Degrom, yeah. and like I, the whole time I was like, he's good, but he's not that. good good like he only looked that good because he played his games in Oakland so it's like yeah it's easy to have a 150 ERA in your home games in that park you know when he looked good compared yeah. to who he was who else was on his team but he, he's always just been a good not great pitcher and good not great is a whole lot better than what Barrios is at yep. this point yep. so exactly. I, you know it, it, this number confuses me. Yankees minus 137 is an A grade play. It doesn't mean they win. It just means I think that the price should be higher, that they win more than, um, you know, the the percentage of time needed to make this a profitable play here. I love the Yankees. I'm all over them. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So the professor just gave you all of the reasons on the field why we, we think that the, the Yankees are a good investment here. 
okay, I'm not going to talk about the field. I'm just going to, he, he mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I, I kind of look at the model and see how the model is doing and everything. So I wanted to go get the statistics here. And, and all of this is available on the Google Sheet. So yep. I don't have access to any information that, that you, the viewer, do not have access to. So uh, backing the Yankees this season, uh, models 25 and 16, uh, up four and a half units, 8% ROI on the season. So, so pretty good. Let's go look at uh, fading the Blue Jays this season. So 30 and 30 fading the Blue Jays, up 21 and a half units, 33% ROI fading the Blue Jays. I hate to just say math, two out of three games here, but <laughs> this, this is one where just the, the evidence, the preponderance of evidence is just overwhelming at this point yeah. that fading the Blue Jays has, has been a very profitable endeavor. And, you know, we talked about just being comfortable with some of the plays and how, you know, some, sometimes you just need to stay away. I don't like laying a lot of, you know, heavy juice on some of these things. I, it just, it makes me feel better backing a good team and the Yankees are a good yep. team. So I'm able to at home. back a good, at home. I'm able to back a good team at home and, and fade a team that has been gangbusters whenever we're just like betting against them this season. So yep. I, I am just, I love this play that, you know, I, I am all over the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. There's really not much else to say. Again, it doesn't mean the no. Yankees are a lock. It doesn't mean they win. It just means that like, yeah. you know, at home with an edge literally everywhere across the board, this Yankees team should be favored by more than this. And if you want to say the Yankees haven't played well lately, um, look at what the Blue Jays have done. I mean, we've been fading the Blue Jays pretty consistently. Yeah. And like yeah. the best the Blue Jays have done, I, I'm pretty sure is like, they've been able to take like two out of four in games that they were favored massively in all four of them. And we faded them at all four and profited because mm -hmm. you go two and two yeah. and plus. That's the, and that's what you said the record. Like we're getting plus odds against the Blue Jays, like night in and night yeah. out, it seems like. And yeah. we're winning, you know, about half of them. That's making us a ton of money. And here that's that's against the bad teams we're doing it against right that's when they're at home right but mm -hmm. in new york I, this number just doesn't make any sense minus 137 is a great play yankees haven't been great lately neither of the jays and i think uh like we talked about the yankees offense you know is still good we saw yeah. it last night uh maybe that got them going here and they should they could score off of barrios here tonight 705 eastern short time red sox at the Pirates, around 80 degrees to start, around 70 degrees to close. No wind in this one, as it'll be a very calm night in Pittsburgh. Josh Winkowski for the Red Sox was supposed to pitch yesterday behind Hill. Hill went five strong innings. I think nobody saw that coming. Um, he was supposed to, you know, coming off the injured list, you know, was supposed to give him like three innings or something and then go to Winkowski. Winkowski wasn't needed, so they're starting him tonight. But as I mentioned yesterday, he's not good. Gets a below average rating, according to the model, at a 107 Underlying metrics agree with that 469 ERA. Not a really a good pitcher against JT Brubaker, who is pretty average, a 445 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be in the upper threes, though. Starting pitcher edge here for the Pirates. Bullpen-wise, of course, the Pirates relievers are terrible, and we can count on them to give up some runs. That's going to happen. Offensively, Red Sox are better. Red Sox should be favored. The question is by how much. Model says minus 130, so it's Pirates or pass in this one. I'll take a chance on the Pirates at plus 143. It's a B-grade pick here at home. Game plan for the Pirates here, go up, put up a handful of runs early, and then just hold on again. They will give up some runs late. When Kowski's not good, though, and the Pirates can get some runs, I mean, your your aim here is Pirates to be up, you know, 4-1 after 5, and just hold on for your life. Maybe you look first 5. I don't know what that market looks like, but Pirates first 5 might be a smarter investment to avoid that bullpen. Again, everyone else says the Pirates bullpen's terrible, so it's probably priced into that, but that might be a safer yeah. play. I think the Pirates got a shot here. They don't, they're terrible, but they don't lose every game, and... Again, you got a better starting pitcher here for the Pirates and the Red Sox. We had an egg here playing the Red Sox the other day when I was like, I don't understand this this Pirates team, you know, isn't that good. And it's like, I still say they're not that good, but in a game tonight at home, if these odds with a better pitcher, it's like, 
they're going to win occasionally. And this is the type of game they would win when they have a better pitcher. I think they yep. got a chance in this one. I think plus 143 is too good to pass up. It's a big, great play for me. Because, Jared, what do you got? So, and, and this is the kind of analysis you come to this show for. So what the ancient civilizations, they used like the sun to measure time. Right. right. Well, right. I, I use the Pirates bullpen giving up runs as my measure yeah. of time because yeah. it's like clockwork. It is. Every day it is. At the yep. exact same time. Yep. They're, they're giving up runs. This is a perfect example of one of those things. If if the, the Red Sox score early. You're yeah, like, it's over. It's over. Why, yeah. why did I yeah. make this bet? Yeah. Um, so not not a large enough edge here on the Pirates for me to be invested in, in man, just like every Pirates game. It's it, even if they're winning, it's just such a nail biter that it's like it is. talking about mental health like it's just it is not it's it, definitely it's not worth it it's definitely like the A's. like i said like if you make the play like don't want turn tune into like the ninth inning like just do not watch it though like you said it's a nail biter right. it's not worth the anxiety yeah. and i'm gonna yeah. kick myself here I, I i do full game on everything because every time i've tried to go to a first drive market it just hasn't worked out really well but mm-hmm. I, I really do think pirates first five might be a something to look at here because again you avoid yeah. that bullpen they get the better starting pitcher they might be tied they might be up after five so i mean first five pirates i think i think it's worth a look depending yep. on what kind of odds you can get so something just to keep an eye on there yep uh 7 10 eastern first pitch royals at the rays don't know who's going for either team in this one that's why there's no odds on it looks like max castillo is probably going to get the start for the royals the former blue jay We'll be pitching here. Um, 305 ERA in his 20 innings of work. Underlying metrics say it should be closer to four. Gets a below average rating. Um, probably not going to go very deep. Um, it, we project him to go two-ish innings, three-ish innings, and then turn it over to a fairly terrible Royals bullpen. Rays, it's looking like a bullpen game for them. So we don't really know much about the pitchers. That's why there's no line on it. The Rays should be favored. Again, the only question is by how much. Model says if it is Castillo, then to the bullpen. And it is a bullpen game for the Rays. It says Rays minus 156 with a total of 7.8. A game that I feel like we should just... 7 o'clock Eastern, we should be watching the Blue Jays and Yankees, and we should be watching the game we're going to talk about next. I feel like this game should not find your TV screen. Correct. That is is correct. (laughs) Did you have anything to add on this one, Cousin Jared? Nope. That's kind of what I feel about these. And the (laughs) the Rays are solid, right? But, I mean, I just feel like there's just nothing. Jose Siri is amazing in the field. Um, I don't know what else to say about them. I mean, like, they're just – the Rays are just kind of ho-hum solid, you know, and the Royals are the Royals. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Is Brady Singer pitching? If so, then I'm I'm interested. Otherwise, I don't really care, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) All right, to the more fun game here at this time slot, 720 Eastern. First pitch, Mets at the Braves. Around 80 degrees to start, around 70 degrees to close. A slight breeze blowing in, should stay under five miles an hour. Pop-up storm possibility here. Something to keep in mind, we had a little bit of delay yesterday. Same thing could happen today, could play through it fine. Starting pitchers probably okay to play in fantasy or DFS. It's it, These southern storms, they tend to be quick move through and they can come back out but you never quite know exactly what will happen. So just a caveat there, the delay could get a little bit longer, but it could be shorter. It could miss completely. These pop-up storms in the south uh, in the summer, that's just kind of the way it goes. But if it happens, especially uninterrupted, we have got a doozy here tonight. Jacob DeGrom versus Max Free coming back from the injured list. DeGrom has been nothing short of spectacular in his 17, almost 17 innings of work. This season, 162 ERA underlying metrics say it should be below one. Now it's a small sample size, but I mean, that's just, DeGrom's just been insanely good as always, clearly establishing himself again as the best pitcher in baseball. Um, Max Fried, 
very good. I mean, garbage compared to DeGrom, right? But still an amazing pitcher, you know, amazing yeah. in his own right. It's just, you know, kind of, you know, for him, tough to go up against a guy like DeGrom. But I mean, outstanding season. Uh, 260 ERA, underlying metrics agree with that pretty well. A very good pitcher in himself. Two good offenses, two good sets of relievers. This should be a fantastic game. Right now, there's no line out yet. By the time we finish recording, there probably will be uh, one. Model says a coin toss. Model says Mets minus 101. Says that the edge that DeGrom has over Freed balances out with the home field that the Braves have. Says it's a straight-up coin toss game. So if you can get plus odds on either side, that would offer value. Uh, Model says total of 6.8. I saw some early numbers of this at 7.5, which surprised me. I feel like... I've, I've been checking. Those are all gone. Those are all gone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All I was gone. like, that was shocking. I was like, yeah. maybe hopefully someone got on that early if, if, if you play one of those books. But yeah, um, I, I was expecting six and a half to seven for this one. Um, model says 6.8. I'd go under seven personally. At six yeah. and a half, I think it's probably priced pretty right. Uh, two good offenses, but I mean, these two pitchers are phenomenal. Yep. Because, Jared, what do you think? Uh, so I'm, this is definitely one I'm going to be uh, watching as the day goes on. If, you know, mentioned uh, just a very small favorite. Did you say the, the so I didn't even hear you. The Mets, Mets, Braves. Mets min- minus 101. Okay, minus 101. So if if the Braves come out, you know, because there's some places right now that have something like the Braves plus 110, I would probably go with Braves plus 110. Yep. Uh, yep, feel pretty good about that. I would also I would also like the, the under seven, especially if you get it like minus 110 or minus 105, something like yep, that. Agreed. Uh, there, agreed. There's plenty of uh, stuff like that out there right now. Uh, man, that's going to be... Uh, I, I would find it difficult to think that I won't have a play on this game, you know, depending on what lines actually put up, you know, I, 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 may, I may play both the, mm-hmm. the the side and the total uh just depending on how much value there is there uh but this is definitely one check back throughout the day on twitter check check the google sheet um because uh there will be a play made on this game at some point absolutely absolutely and then to close this off here we have one late game one you probably don't want to stay up to watch it shouldn't be close at all Nine forty eastern first pitch nationals at the padres i feel like we've lost all our audience on this like well we don't care about yeah. this game yeah yeah <laughs> uh lower 70s to start upper 60s to close no wind effect in this one it should be blowing across around five miles an hour annabelle sanchez versus you darvish i mean sanchez is truly terrible you darvish is pitching pretty well this season pretty good pitcher uh the padres bullpen's not good and the nets bullpen isn't that bad that's the recipe for success and that's one one of three at home. Um, obviously, if, if you look at this series, you say if you're back in the Nats, your hope is that the bullpen can come through. Their bullpen isn't that bad. Problem is the starter is terrible. It, the Nats need to keep this game close. And then if it's a battle of bullpens, they got a shot. But, I mean, Sanchez mm-hmm. is so bad. I don't see how that happens here. Padres should be massive favorites in this game. The model says minus 339. So this is not Nats or pass. It's not Padres or pass. It's a well-priced game. Odds are way too high. I think this is a complete stay away right now. Now, if the odds move around, that might change things, right? But right. I'll take a flyer on the Padres at minus 360 here. Um, but I just don't think it's worth uh, an investment. Again, model says minus 339. So the Odds in the Nats aren't high enough to get excited about. You need some massive odds here because you're really playing a lotto ticket backing Annabelle Sanchez on the road against a good yeah. Padres team. Like I said, I think it's a complete stay away. Official pick, I'll take the Padres and making one in every game, but it's not a large investment, just a C-grade pick. Model says it's priced pretty well, too, with total at 7.7. 7. The, uh, the, 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 money, the, the total out there right now actually is 7.5, so it says it's priced pretty well. I will say this, too, the run line edge probably correlates pretty strongly with the money line edge. I don't think there's a money line edge. I don't think there's a run line edge either. You're having like massive minus odds on the run line with the home team yeah. who, who has less incentive to win by multiple runs at the end. 
uh, yep. if, if it is tight. So, I mean, a Padres probably win. They probably win big. I just don't think it's really worth an investment. It's But it's not as bad as some of the other odds where I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. It's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. These odds are kind of meh, in my yep. opinion. Because, Jared, what do you think? So, <clears throat> I, I said that I, I love love backing the good teams with, like, the Yankees. And I also said I hate backing the, the bad teams, like the A's. That's why I couldn't get there with them. There's no way I'm laying this number with the Padres. It's so that large. Is, that is a huge number. Yeah. I I will be completely honest with with you, viewer. I was looking at the plus one and a half uh, run line uh, on on the the Nationals here at plus one fifty five. I, I don't think I can bring myself to do it. Yeah. They're just they're not a good team. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I would regret it like probably by like the bottom of the third inning. Um, but, I'll probably bottle the first with Annabelle Sanchez. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if I had to look anyway, I would probably take the the one and a half runs with the with the Nats here. But I I I can't cannot recommend that as a play. It's it's one you can, you can kind of make a case for anything here. You can make a case for the plus one and a half being interesting. More of a pitcher friendly ballpark, lower scoring game. If Sanchez can be competent, hold him to two runs over four innings, mm-hmm. go to the bullpen, maybe you can see the Padres winning three to two. I mean, you can kind of talk yourself into that possibility. You can also talk yourself into the Padres being up four nothing before, you know, before the fans get to their seats in this game. So it's it's anything can kind of happen. It's all about the price in this one. And like I said, the prices just aren't if you know, at some point I'd be okay backing the Nats if the odds were there, but the odds right. just aren't they aren't that ex- nope. they're they're big but they need to be bigger because this team is terrible and i can back the padres for sure but the odds are just, like you said the price is just yep insanely high for this one yes. And that's all of our games today. I'll recap the Apex here for you. you got the Cardinals starting us off in the daytime here at minus 210 at home against the Rockies. I've got the Brewers also an afternoon game at even money at home against the Dodgers. i got the Cubs in the late afternoon slot on the road at Baltimore at plus 139. And then I've got the Yankees at minus 137 at home against the Blue Jays at night. Two more picks to come on the Royals and Rays and the Mets and Braves when those numbers come out. Cousin Jared, any parting words? Nine days until college football season, somehow probably four days until you've got a show in your feed for the first week of college football. We're going to have uh, seven FBS games, uh, FBS versus SBS games, uh, the, the first weekend there on August 27th. May even throw in an FCS game or two, small slate, so we got to come up with something to talk about. Um, and also, I don't know about the professor, but uh, next week will be the 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 one year anniversary of of the show, and so I personally will be taking a victory lap. I don't know if the professor will be going with me <laughs> on that victory lap, but but I I will have some some special things prepared for the beginning of the show, uh, the college football show next week. I I I was thinking about that. I was thinking about our very first show, that week zero college football show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how 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 truly terrible it is! How far we've come yeah. in yeah. the year. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this that we're going to be recording a, a week zero show in the next few days, and uh, it just blows my mind that we're already we're already to a yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been an, it's been a really fun ride. Obviously, thank you yeah. to the viewers for still watching this. Thank you to yeah. everyone who's watching, supported. It's been a yeah. blast. Yeah, and, and well, and just so you know, Professor, because nobody's actually still watching this. It's show probably true at this point. We're going to cover that at the very beginning. <laughs> so, we so should we should do that. We that. should. You're right. I, I'm terrible at these things. Like I, I tell you people all the time. Like I do. I watch the sports, and I sometimes I play some sports, yeah. and I do the math. That's what I do. I don't. Yeah. I'm so terrible at all of these things. But you're right. We yeah. should do that at the start because obviously uh, we are nothing without the fans and yeah and so, so what are what are the odds that 
what are the odds that we, we can get Jack back for, for, for a one-time go-round? For a one-time? We probably could for one time. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to time it funny. Is, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to we'll, do some we'll more work, time. We'll work on that. Viewers, yeah. we know you've, you've missed him in his virtual backgrounds. <laughs> yes. He always had some wonky ones. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel shop right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.